Hello and welcome to the Sleepy Podcast. This is Season 5, Episode 2. You ready to catch some Z's? That's Every what we're here to do. We're going to give you some Doritos ASMR right now. <laughs> have I told that story live on air yet? I think you might have, but not since the reboot. It was it was my first recording session ever. My professor was like, we're going to bring in a real band. We're going to record them a real song. So he brought in this like wicked, talented local act that was doing like jazz fusion covers. And there we were sitting up in the studio had our talkback microphone on, and I'm like, oh, look, it's some del- delicious Doritos. I better start eating these. They record one take. Eventually, the bass player just friggin' stops playing and is like, I sure do love when studio engineers eat chips right into my ears. What a delicious noise coming through the headphones, sir. Perfect. They just totally called you out. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> like he didn't. They weren't even being funny about it. Oh no, oh no, like, and that's and that's what's scary is like, uh, in in the music world, like there are the people that are chill, and the rest of the the rest of the band is chill, and the bass player ended up being a chill guy. Yeah. But when he said that, I have never heard something so funny be said with so much actual malice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the sound of like. A mouth at your ear is a problem. The concept of ASMR, dude. It like there's some cool ASMR, Oof. I guess, where it's like objects, but whenever it's somebody like you get that yeah. sound and that oh well, man. Well I've talked I've talked yeah. about like the cat girl ear cleaning ASMR, right? I do not even you want, do not- <laughs> I do not even want to know about this. Well, like I, I think that there is room to be explored with like in uh, experiences that are interesting only auditorily like basically doing what movies do but then doing it not with songs because oh we did a concept album and it's like a movie like that's the oldest meme in the book but like don't. telling a just, story just exclusively don't. through don't. soundscapes you don't have to just dialogue just, you don't have to do what you just did there you know <laughs> what did i just do? it does elevate him though remember it elevates yeah, it true. makes him feel important it's so true well no you gotta like, let him I, do I'm it i'm just saying it. like there are a million concept albums out there no, there really aren't there's really only like 20 <laughs> no i'm serious i, I actually there's not a lot of them man there's like american idiot and then like uh what's it called deltron deltron and the, wall. the bald metal guy the wall this is a terrible take the Met- final cut metropolis part two what's his name the bald metal guy oh 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 uh 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 Oh, you're not who you're not talking about Devin Townsend. The Silver Devin Surfer. Townsend, yeah, yeah. De- no. Devin Townsend's done Ziltoid, I believe. I, okay, yeah. There are a few Cody, concept albums in check. the public consciousness. <laughs> I'm just saying that bands always release the concept albums. They're like, yeah, it's it's like a movie, but it's like an album, and it's it's not because movies are a blend of dialogue, foley, and music, and not once has one of these concept albums actually sounded like a real movie. I've never once heard an artist say it's like a movie, ever. Isn't that like the appeal of concept albums? Who has ever said that? I don't know. No, the appeal I've of never, concept albums. Okay, never let's heard just that. sit you down and have a real quick, a real quick aside here. Okay, all the, right, the fine. You know what? Full stop. Albums. I just, I feel like I have no, no, heard no, no, people no, no, like no, in the no, Montanini movies. Stop. I no, can't no. pull an example no, out no. right now. No, no, no. But okay. yeah, you can't listen, listeners, no. and you guys. Don't pretend like you haven't heard a band say like it's the like appeal. a movie. The I, I actually haven't. A concept album. The appeal is 
it's themed. It, it it's longer than a song. There is themes and ideas expressed musically and or lyrically that expand past a single track. That's it. It's not to it's not to put you in a cinematic mode or anything like that. It's just it's it, you know it's creating movements in your piece. Yeah, that's not a new idea. That's been done with orchestras from the beginning. But like it it's just expanding this idea past the modern idea of a single song. The thing is I question I wonder about that though because like does there have to be plot points? You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> because then why isn't all why isn't Oliver Squiggle a freaking album about drugs? It's a con- whoa, whoa. it's a concept album. And also wait, 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 anime. Wait, wait, wait. It's a it's a concept album about drugs and anime because it is a theme common throughout. No, 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 no. Playing PS2, okay, you my, know, that's, perhaps that's perhaps lyrically, but then I, I do think you know expressing at least a portion of that musically, having some consistent idea musically also being present. You know, like whether it's an instrument or. But so a, far, or you haven't actual, said anything against that Oliver example. Well, that, like I, think that's, that, I think that's the problem is that there was no, I mean, he clearly, I, I mean, maybe that's all this guy knows, right? Is animes and uh, animes. I just did the boomerization. Wow. Oh, Facebook. The boomerization Anim- is animes. complete, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook. Maybe, uh, you kids with your Facebooks uh, and your animes. Maybe all he knows is animes. Oh man, that was <laughs> I mean, if the slippery slope argument is there. Like how there has to be a line between what is meaningfully a concept album, what is meaningfully not a concept album. Yeah, I I do think it kind of has to revolve around some sort of plot. Because because like words exist so that way we can communicate to each other. So if all words mean the same thing as all other words, then we've ruined the point of even having the term concept album. Yeah, (sighs) Yeah, my thing is like it can have a theme, but that's not a concept. It can be a thematic album, uh, right? Like, yeah, like when we all fall asleep, where do we go? Is about whispering about puberty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that a concept album or is that just a thing she does? <laughs> do you know what album he's referring to? Yeah, Billy Eilish. Okay, maybe, maybe all maybe all Bilish knows is puberties. I mean, <laughs> maybe, maybe, that's, maybe. All, that's all we know. <laughs> all we know is puberty. Okay, can I can I give can I give a a concession to Billy Eilish? A popcorn, a small hot dog. Oh, here's Lord. here's what I'm going to say. A the cake. Fact Give that, her a cake. The Give fact that cake. this girl worked with her brother to write her own song for her own dance routine is pretty dope. And if more people were doing dance routines to songs that they wrote instead of dance routines to the same slowed down remix of Sarah Bareilles and uh, wow, Sarah Bareilles, you Kelly just Clarkson, to, you just wanted to say Sarah no, Bareilles. If, it's, if I hear another slowed down contemporary dance remix of Kelly Clarkson or Katy Perry, I'm gonna kill myself. And at least Billie Eilish was trying to not do one of those. So how frequently do you hear Kelly Clarkson remix? mixes then what where where are you fishing oh okay yeah, literally okay. Where, so, where, where do you back in the day back in the day when i did winter drumline right yeah. there was there was a corresponding uh partner to our work that was called the winter guard so basically we all got together for the band we did the band show and then during the winter show while the horn kids went and screwed off and did robotics and other lame stuff we would just continue it into the winter season and so often as a result of us having competitions and the winter guard competitions i got to watch a lot of the winter guard shows which are like flag swords 
choreographed dance routines. And I gotta say, I really wish there was a single speck of originality in the soundtracks that they chose to dance to because these are very talented people doing something that they're very passionate about to awful songs. I actually... Fair enough. As an ex-band kid, I I hear what he's (laughs) saying, dude. Like, every day they'd warm up. Every day they'd warm up to uh, Dancing Queen or uh, it wasn't even... Dancing Queen. It was like mo- it was worse than Dancing Queen. Danger Zone. It, they would warm up to Danger Zone, then they put on Jesse's Girl. There's there's a teenage girl equivalent to Danger Zone out there. Uh, no, there is man. I, but it was just yeah. I actually agree with Logan. Like it is just just painfully garbage. So you guys were music. both in band. Do you guys yep. have any other regrets from high school you'd like to share? Before? Whoa, did I say regret? Hey, I loved Drumline. That was sick. Okay, he owns it. And, and here's the deal. Here's the deal. All of these, all of these people. I mean, it's mostly girls, but actually, Guard is has a lot of guys now in it. Uh, all of these people know what lyrical contemporary dance music sounds like. So all of you are perfectly capable of getting together with one of the ten billion music producers. I bet you know. Yes, all the all at the same time you were learning dance routines on YouTube. We were all learning FL Studio on YouTube. There are dozens of us. You should have just gotten with one of us and written something original for one. Dude, yeah, you know, what? if we're talking about those, uh, what's it, uh color guard like instructors so we went to new york right <laughs> we were what let me just let me give you an insight in, i think this speaks so much about their music taste all right so much about their music taste so if we're talking about them if we're it, they're they're brought up all right it's it's part of the conversation i'm not going off technically but uh yeah, it's so, album of the week so no let me finish this dude so when I was in high school band, we went to the Macy's Day Parade, right, to perform, and uh, I just remember overhearing, and I have probably two friends that also overheard uh, this color guard instructor talking to her students and stuff. We were in like the middle of Times Square, and she was just like, okay, hey, guys, don't wander off. Like, I don't want you to get mugged and mugged or murdered. And it was like, we're in the middle of Times Square, <laughs> and there are 300 of us. <laughs> it's like... Uh, I don't know. I was just like, are you that like sheltered and afraid of everything? Like if she's that, if that color guard instructor is that unwilling to be explorative, then what does that say about her music taste? All right. 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 That's all I'm saying. That, that could be an insurance liability concern though. No, no, I mean, listen, I am not, I am in no way attempting to defend the taste of the average suburban dance mom around here. I'm saying there were 300 of us. All right. And we had to be in groups of four at all times. And who would mug a group of four kids in the middle of Times Square? Five other kids. I just, just, yeah, I won't make a counter argument here, but I I have one. I'll I'll talk after. Yeah, I'll I, talk to you. I after. mean, New York in some areas, sure, it could be a dangerous place, but the middle of freaking Times Square. Yeah, like, the only thing that would ever happen is terrorist attacks, which does happen. Yeah, but, but wandering then in, in that off case, is wandering only going to make is, you safer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get out of time. Everybody <laughs> grab a buddy and get out of here. If, get you're, out, if you're in a parade post 2010, you're actually in danger. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We got to talk about album of the week. I can't believe we got to terrorism before we got to the album. <laughs> That's a new record. This week, uh, it's the first. This is a landmark episode. We have the first recurring artist. It is. It is. Flum. 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 <laughs> Welcome, Flem. Sugar Flum. 
Sugar Flum Fairy. Was Flume half of uh, Jack you? No. no. Where else was? <laughs> no. Well, Flume, first off, that's a third. <laughs> oh. It's okay. We know you didn't like Jack U. Jack U was Diplo and Skrillex. It was Diplo. Diplo and Skrillex. Yeah, no, Flume. So, no, we did. It's before you were on the show, so I don't hold it against you at all, bruh. But it was, hi, this is Flume. We did that back. It was like the third episode of the show, I think. Uh, Yeah. The the reboot. Forgive me. Not the the reboot of the reboot. Not the reboot of the reboot. Diplo actually co-produced on a Mathcore album I listened to. Dude, Diplo sucked. I don't know. He's done a lot of stuff, dude. I don't know. Diplo's new honky I know you said about Zomboy. You're like, yeah, he just goes and listens to country. But Diplo being like, all right, I done throw throw down this sweet ecstasy track. Uh, Let me go record screaming in 713 time signatures. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that it's just a breath of fresh air for him, probably. Oh, oh I mean, that's how I would do it. Yeah. Um, okay, so anyways, though, we did Hi, This Is Flume, like, forever ago, um, and I intentionally went through this. I was like, yep, this is going to be the first repeat of the show. People are going to think that I'm just choosing Flume because they liked Flume the first time, and I'm trying to get my average better. I'm completely kidding. I did go through that thought that people might think that, but that is not why I picked it. I legit picked this album. You thought it? Wait, you thought you that? I thought that you guys would think it. Or make it a joke about your it. kill death no, ratio. No, I thought that you guys would think that we, I was choosing it to raise my kill death uh, ratio, and I'm yeah. not. He's okay? bunting. This is a bunt. I legit have been curious what you guys thought would think of this album for a very long time, and so I just decided, all right, it's time. You know, I got to squeak in one more before saying anger. You know what I'm saying? So I'm waiting on Saint Anger, dude. <laughs> I think it's going to be next time. Ugh. So anyways, though, I chose Skin because I really am curious to hear what you guys think. Um, for those of you that haven't heard of Flume or you know very little about him, he is a pretty young electronic producer from Australia. Uh, he was born in 1991. He currently has three albums out with a couple EPs um, and... He started, now this is interesting, okay, Scary Monsters and Ice Brights by Skrillex, the most influential electronic album on modern electronics okay, ever, uh, okay, uh, uh, I, I, yes, I will stand by it, uh, no, 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 I I, no, on the what's entire, modern? what's modern, <laughs> modern <laughs> is the last decade, okay, yeah, all right, the last decade, uh, who, tell me who, I can't, but I want to fight. <laughs> who? No, no, I no, can't. Tell me, tell me who's but in I your head. I want to fight. Like, yeah, no, no. I, I, I it, mean, it, at least as, if we're talking the mainstream, last, I think it's pretty last, hard to, to ten, be last ten mainstream. years. The most influential electronic producer, for sure, Skrillex, without question. Yeah, I think that's pretty hard. Who? To do. Who else? Maybe Diplo. No, I'm just kidding. It's, no, it's anime uh, band 429s. Marshmallows and Marshmallows. Marshmallow. Oh yeah, like came out like a year and a half ago. You know what? Heck no, yeah. Marshmallow's a friggin' meme. Okay, you know, Marshmallow, Marshmallow wishes he was oh, flu. Hey, Anyways, saying, that- all I'm saying is Marshmallow has a skin on Fortnite. And Skrillex doesn't. True. So, yeah. True. <laughs> what? I'm saying. Travis Scott is the most influential rapper because he has a skin on Fortnite. Skin on Fortnite. And yeah. Okay. Have you yep. seen Have you seen that meme that's like, "Baby, you've hardly touched your Travis Scott meal." <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs> hey guys, have you heard about that meme? Oh. 
<laughs> Dude, that is I actually, know. That's actually I know. freaking funny. But this though. is what ten-year-olds call us boomers for, right? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> so, anyways, the whole Skrillex thing was was not to trigger you guys. It was just because Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites dropped in 2010, and Flume's first album dropped in 2011, and it was completely against the grain of what was going on at that time. At that time, I remember it, dude. I was hyped out of my mind about it. It was all about dubstep. How hard can you make the dubstep? How deep can you make the growl and then high the screech right after? Yes, sawtooth. You know what I'm saying? That was that system of a down. Yes, it was (laughs) sawtooth. System of a down featuring Datsik. Solid, but like sixteenth. But no, no, no. I remember what was going on at that time. Flume's first album, his self-titled album, came out in 2012, literally right right there in the in the dubstep craze, and it was a literal future bass album mm. way before its time. Unprecedented. Honestly incredible. If you go lo- look at the timeline, it is incredible. Um, so anyways, love Flume. He's honestly probably in my top three favorite artists ever. No pressure. If you didn't like the album, you don't have to pretend like you did. But I love this guy. And Skin, when it came out, I remember it coming out loved this album ever since like it is an awesome blend in my well actually i'm gonna stop right there i'm gonna stop right there what did you guys think i'm not gonna f- share my opinion now because that would be lame who's starting uh um i mean i i th- I, I think logan has not in a while actually logan you haven't been starting like every single no 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 i've started the last two All right. <laughs> <laughs> That is really interesting that he started so much earlier than everybody else. Because, I mean, if there's one thing that we got to give to Flumby is that he was <laughs> at, at in front of the wave, on the wave, and is now behind the wave, continuing, still growing the wave as mm-hmm. much as he can. You know, I mean, that's why you get imitators like Marshmallow and uh, Marshmallow basically everybody else. Marshmallow is imitator. <laughs> you think Marshmallow well, is imitating Flume? Well, no, no, no. But, uh, he's yes. imitating the genre that Flume really. Because Flume, Flume deserves some respect. No, no, no. I, right, an imitation, greatest form of flattery. Right, but what what you see is you see Marshmallow and I think the Chainsmokers too, really taking those most pop viable flume tracks and then just like taking all the ideas of it but making it their whole career whereas with flume uh especially when we were on hi this is flume we had all those experimental like side diversions i love hi this is flume i i will say that right now that's my favorite flume album no question and that and that one that is what he can be commended on like that that i think is your starting pl- place for commending Flumby on what he's accomplished is saying like, you know, you have these guys who have established very successful careers by just sounding like your pop songs. The, there are future based artists out there that just sound like Flume selling out and they, they are getting as popular as Flume. So that should tell you something about the solidness, the, the raw addictive energy of Future Bass that he's apparently pioneering. And, and you know, I think we all knew that too. Yeah, and you can use that oh, yeah. to sell alcohol, by the way. Future Bass sells alcohol. Yeah, I, it, it does. It does. And, and, and it does, we've gotten into on the previous show, like what the fundamental differences and priorities between, say, Future Bass and Dubstep and electronic music before that were you know we talk about uh as early as the daft punks like what is daft punks priority when they put together a track 
is still electronic dance music that fundamentally has the same purpose but then you get a flume all these years later and i gotta say just the rhythmic structure of the tracks is very different so so let's discount sound design uh aesthetic choices all that and just break apart like the raw note timings between a daft punk track you have an extremely if you're talking about the first daft punk album it's just loops it's just yeah club yeah, well, Whereas that, I feel like that is where a lot of it started, though. Crystal mm-hmm. Method, all those guys coming out of the late 90s. Lords of Acid. That's what we were yeah. doing. And and don't get me wrong. That's very interesting for its time period, especially because looping was a relatively new idea because in the era of rock music and such, you had to play that same riff the whole time if you wanted the loop. So rock would emphasize these different song structures, whereas EDM, you're right, is normally focused on that hypnotic loop. And so, but the hypnotic loops that Daft Punk uses are very straightforward, very addictive and satisfying right out of the gate. Whereas I feel like Flume, more so on this album than even Hi This Is Flume, really likes to tease you with the rhythms. There are so many tracks on here that the synths just will not behave with the tempo and the meter of the track. Like yep. these are some naughty, naughty synths who, who their parents are looking down and they're like, you will land on this note. And it's like... Oh, I was late again. <laughs> oh, too early that time. You yeah, know, like yeah. And then the drummer is like trying to compensate. You know, like you got this drum track that's definitely trying to is watching. It's watching the synthesizer, and it's like I'm trying to match yeah. you, bro. Will now, you get I'm your? I'm trying act to help you. Yeah. So Andrew he, Andrew Huang has the thing about that. He's like the crazier your non rhythm section or. The crazier all your melodics are with notes, the more rock solid your foundation has to be. And so while Flumby will often like have these really huge fills and cool little uh, rhythmic uh, interspersals, for the most part, he does follow the kick snare pattern pretty tightly. I think mm. because his synths behave so naughtily. Yeah, yeah. They, they do. But then they also there's a lot of just unexpected you know asides happening in the rhythm section. I, I think so, but. I find I think he usually does that more like auditorily. Like he'll do the big tom fills, you know, that uh, KD made so popular way back in the mm-hmm. day. Um, however, there are a few things I will say about this album in particular with regards to Flume Sound. Features the features, um, much much weaker than Hi This Is Flume overall. I would say, and in particular, Beck. I find the Vic Mensa track to be incredibly cringe. Wow, like I. And don't get me wrong, like when you get in that flume rhythm and then a good feature, you know, like a uh, oh, JPEG Mafia, JPEG Mafia comes in or it, I think flume really knows how to use female vocalists really well. Too. Oh, yeah, agreed. Um, oh, yeah. But Vic Mensa on that track is just so overbearing and so trying to be hard. Are you saying like lyrically? Because lyrically, that, lyrically, I was just that like, oh, line <laughs> Nagasaki. I'm about to drop this bomb. Yeah, I was like, oh, but man, I, that's I think bad. a lot of it's in his delivery too. And I've never found Vic Mensa compelling as a rapper. Uh, like, I think Vince Staples does a better job. But I'm gonna come out and say it. I actually don't like Flume's features generally. I I felt this way on Hi, this is Flume too. Like, he knows how to use female vocalists, and the JPEG Mafia track is dope. But when Flume's like doing his own sonic thing, things get really cool and like his loopiness and his weirdness comes out. But when he gets like a Vic Mensa or a Vince Staples or somebody that's obviously trying to make it a top 40 song, I shouldn't say obviously, 
somebody that increases the marketability of the song, I feel like it becomes a lot more about the pop element than it does how friggin' weird his sound design choices are. Yeah. And so I, a lot of artists, the farther that they go on, you don't like their more um, self-indulgent type of stuff. But I far prefer when Flume gets self-indulgent because that's that's when I think he's at the most interesting. And I don't feel like I'm looking listening to a slightly more warped version of the Chainsmokers. Yeah, no, I I agree with what you were saying. I I totally do. And the Beck feature is atrocious. What are you talking? I love Tiny Cities. Do you even like like the best track? Aaron, are you even a fan of Beck? Because other than (laughs) Odalay, I've heard nothing but trash towards Beck every single time no i love midnight vultures i love odalay i love sea change i love guero the information is the beginning of the end modern guilt is not a beck album to me but it is a good album by danger mouse (laughs) and uh uh i like his his early stuff as well so no i do i do like him but like he's no no no. so what actually happened quick aside very quick aside while filming a music video for Guero, E-Pro, he actually broke his back, mm-hmm. and he claims, like, that put him out of performing for a while, and he claimed that after that, you know, his voice just wasn't the same. I don't know. I mean, breaking your back is pretty serious. Yeah. But, uh, so, he, he claimed for a while there, he's like, yeah, my voice is really weak, and so, uh, the information into uh, Modern Guilt, you really are getting weird soft vocals and then he disappears for five years and then he comes back and he has been spending this time to re get his vocal chops back but now his vocals are just bad because the way he sings is just super nasally yeah and that came out he's singing through his nose in this flume feature Dude, i don't know tiny cities is a dope track it's one of the few pop excursions that i flume's, I really flume's like. part i really like i'm not a huge fan of beck's vocals on it either i like beck i like yeah. the song right. i think i like right. the song Pose, yeah. i just had to clear that up because i'm like yeah. every time no no, no. Pose like, that freaking back, back that back yeah, break he, he reinvented his vocal style and i mm. i haven't liked i it. think that's what happened with system of a down and pixies because i really don't like how they sound currently Search Tankian is so, so nasally. Yeah. Like, I think he's wrecked his voice, and I think Frank Black from Pixies has too. Like, you saw, we both were at the same yeah, concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I don't know, it's he's probably... He's still full send, though. He's still full sends, I, but it's just, like, I don't know. It's just almost like using a Windows XP computer, like, in the modern <laughs> day. It just doesn't, it's not, like, it'll get there. It's just not as much as you want yeah, yeah. have you heard that descendant song called i quit where the guy's like what do you think i was gonna be selling out shows and singing my lungs out at 60 <laughs> i'm not the rolling stones great song by the way i quit <laughs> i'm curious to hear what you yeah. thought though damon because usually I, you're not into edm yeah i actually uh i hated this album really no, just kidding oh <laughs> i was uh, like okay let's hear why no, i i enjoyed it um i think i had the same problems that I had with this one with Jack U. Although I do like Flume's production and I guess unorthodox writing a little more than I did on Jack U. But my complaints with that were the features. Just like on some of those tracks, it just felt like the rapper was just totally doing his own thing. And then Flume was just like <laughs> there also. It's like, why is this even like 
yeah. on a Flume album. Like, I don't know. And that's but, what blows my mind is, is that that Vince Staples track is among both Vince Staples and Flume's most popular song. Yeah, but yeah. it's just like... And, and I, he doesn't sound right over it at all. No, it, it just sounds like, I don't know. I think my features were, or my features, the features were just like, I don't know. I think the female-led songs were a lot better than the male-led and my favorite thing about this album was the instrument uh instrumental tracks yeah um i don't know i just like hearing because you can tell he's just having fun with it i think him himself he's not looking for top 40 and i don't think he needs to because that's kind of why the features are there to make top 40 so then those like you know instrumental tracks he's kind of just goofing off for a couple minutes at least that's what it sounds like, which isn't bad. I actually appreciate Wait. when musicians just kind of put out whatever they're yeah, feeling. It's actually what confuses me about this, though. How did Flume get that feature list for his second album? I don't know. I mean, by what, that point, he was making SoundCloud waves. Sound- I remember it- the first time I heard of Flume was from Jake in like 2000, I don't know, 12 or yeah, something. Whenever there. that uh, Disclosure remix came yep. out. Uh, you and me. You, you and were me. Just, like you were listening to it on SoundCloud. Yep. Like, bro, check this out. Like, I then you're like, my story I, checks out, y'all. Yeah, no, I remember. <laughs> I remember. Like, I remember listening to that song a lot, and then also the uh, tennis court remix. Like, yeah, the those Lord two song. songs. I'm not gonna consider myself anything of a Flume uh, fan, but I did listen to those two songs a lot back in the day, and uh, that was definitely when I was listening to like 99 percent Daft Punk and then one percent singles from other notable edm artists mm. but uh yeah i don't know yeah i i've i've had that wonder myself i honestly don't know exactly what happened and i tried to i've tried to look up interviews and he just makes it sound like it just kind of happened like yeah like the tove low was you and me tove low this you album? and me was yeah because that was before. a huge song yeah the tove low thing like he said he was literally at a kanye show and he was leaving and he heard a Tove Lo song playing. He was like, who is this? Who is this? And he, and he found, he learned about her and then made that song with her within like three days. Nice. So like some of them just happened, I He's guess. got that Cody Coates you know, networking. Yeah. I, I've yeah. heard, I've heard, because I, at the, obviously at this time, I was following Beck very closely. And I remember Beck just making, because somebody, I watched an interview or was reading an interview where somebody asked him about working with Flume and he said, He's just like, yeah, Flume's music is just, it's the most natural feeling electronic music I've ever heard. Mm. I wanted to be part of it. And I was just like, mm, maybe maybe he he was plugged into that or maybe, you know, something was passing around in a studio somewhere. I have no yeah. idea. Yeah, it could have been both. But, but either way, the one thing that I really love about Flume is like, he has not lost his flavor. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Hi, This Is Flume came out two years ago. And like, that is, that album, if you're big, like, that is risky crap. That yeah. album's weird. It's really well, cool. It, he could have, he could have very easily just become Marshmallow. When Marshmallow, you know, like, bands, I've generally heard, bands sound are, have gone past their peak when they start to sound like generic versions of themselves. And I agree, Hi This Is Flume is a much more experimental album than even Skin. And when you could just easily sit on your druthers and be like, (laughs) 
oh boy, time to choke out another future bass top 40 song. But instead you make like Unicode core, like weird yeah. crap. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Yeah. No, also, I, like I saw Bloom. as a result of this album, I saw a Spotify playlist uh, that had Machine Girl and Flume like right next to each other. Something cursed is happening in Spotify right now between <laughs> pollen and hyperpop and all those other like no genre, just whatever you feel like, man, playlist that is causing some real cursed crossovers of artists right now. Yeah. Uh, but I don't want to I don't want to like harp too much on this point, but I really do not feel like EDM and rap belong together. I am feeling less and less after that I like after that Jack you and after this I actually do agree I was just like Man. it just felt so disconnected like I think you can definitely use like a, a lot of electronic influence but like Diplo and Skrillex and Flume like heavy EDM hitters just doing their own thing like it just felt like they were just doing their own thing it's like oh yeah by the way we got a rapper on yeah. this track here he is okay Ex- now we're gonna go back exception like, being purple Lamborghini of course that's, that's <laughs> no. immortal that's already been canonized but, but my thing yeah. is my thing is like Bloom's first album the one in 2012 has rappers on it like yeah. it's not a new thing for him. It's not a new concept, mm-hmm. like at all. I just don't think. So it, I mean, if it never has worked, and it, and, I, and that's I, I guess that's where we never. fundamentally, I guess, it just ne- disagree. Not never, but it, it's hard to do well. I think. Uh, yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. On it's, high, it is hard. On to do. High, it's hard this, to do well, and this album and Jack, you missed for the most part. Uh, on high, um, this is flu. And there are better picks than Vince Vic Mensa. It, it, it yeah. could be mostly Vic Mensa. It, it could be. I I still like him the song. and JPEG Mafia. That song is awesome. See that song's fire. And didn't he have a tie boy? What's his name? Slow tie. Slow tie. Yeah, I'm thinking of tie boy tie digital. Boy. That's drain gang. Dude, slow, uh, slow tie is pretty cool. Too. Like like yeah, and like the slow tie track is hype. Uh, did he have a song with Denzel? I don't. No, think so. he didn't. Uh, but Skrillex slow tie did. and JPEG Mafia. Yeah, and like. Those are pretty. Good. I think you know what I think. It's just Vic Mensa, and then I think Vince Staples. I like Who Vince Staples. I like Vince Staples a lot, and I love Smoking Retri- Retribution. That song, I yeah. freaking love it. I think that the that the vocals. I think that Vince Staples' vocals on that section are freaking perfect. If there's yeah. any clash in that song, it's between the. Kutchka section. Yeah. You know how it goes to that female crazy weird part and then yeah. back to Vince Staples? Isn't Little Dragon I, also on this album? Yeah. yeah Little like, Dragon's on there too. Yeah. But like my thing is is like, yes, it's not always done right and it can become corny fast, but that's almost any genre, dude. Almost any genre can no, become corny and, fast. And you're right. And I'm not gonna say like so I've been trying to explore into math core this week. That's how I know that Diplo thing. Oh. And like Wow. Uh, I mean, that's cool. math core, how hard, how hard is it to mess up, you know, screaming over crazy time signatures? But then you're right. There are just hits and misses. Yeah. And I, I don't know, man. I don't like Vic Mensa. I, I like this album. I don't like it as much as Hi, This Is Flume. Um, but this, that Vic Mensa track, man, it kills it for yeah, me. I, I, think, I think the general consensus that is coming out, and I, I personally agree with it, I just think the, the features kind of i think got in the way a little bit but i it's hard because maybe that's what i mean his his second i mean his third album you know hi this is flume definitely does not have as many features so maybe 
Was he signed to the same label between the first album and this album? I'm just curious, honestly, because maybe this was to get his the first career album and, and skin, yeah, or yeah. skin and then high between this his first album and skin. Isn't high this like I'm a pr- mixtape technically? Yeah, I think that the first album. I don't even know if it was really on a label. Yeah, the first album. Yeah, see, so I bet he got picked up, and they're like. We're going to sign you on. We're going to get you started. Send you down it, the fast It could track. happen, but I mean, just thinking about who this guy, like based it on what you not, guys said of, from interviews and stuff. does not ruin my image of him, by the way. I just think that that is how the industry works. Well, I, I don't think that's the case here because based on what I've heard and how he tends to use his features, like I... I could easily see this guy bringing uh, Vic Mensa in the studio. They feel like they're having a great time, and then it just doesn't connect with some like teenager, some twenty-year-old in the basement. You know, like I, I the breadth of the features, <laughs> the type of twenty features. Okay, fine. I'm twenty. Why, why, why did you switch Shut teenager up. to twenty-year-old? Are you trying to? Sorry. Oh, so you I'm really just are, trying to. You are the center of all what, of your what examples. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is like. Uh, the difference in the features, the sound that he's bringing to the table, it feels very handpicked. It feels very DIY to me. And I, I, you know, we love ratting out the like, oh, you just got this feature for XYZ. Not but I really think Flume is outside of that. No, I'm well, serious. Beck feels awkward on this album. My to me. thing, my oh, thing he's about the last it, track, right? Yeah, he's the last track. Yeah. My thing about Flume is like, I don't know. I don't want to pull out that card, but like, if you listen to Flume stuff outside of those albums, Hi, This Is Flume and Skin, almost everything he does is collaborations. Almost everything. Collaborations are not a, oh, he kind of screwed this up with the collaborations. Like, he's always done collaborations. Yeah. Like, literally, like, Rio Cragen and, like, Vera Blue and, like, his all first, these people. His first album was largely just him by himself. There's, like... Chet Faker, he used to do all the songs with Chet Faker. Like, there's a full mm. EP with Chet Faker back then, at that exact same time. And, like, his self-titled album is mostly instrumental, but I think it's, like, 12 tracks long. I think, like, five of them have vocalists. Yeah. So, but, I mean, it's the, not unheard record, of. That's my second favorite. I, I do think Skin is my least favorite Flume album, and... By the way, in my opinion, Flume is an S tier artist, though. I, I really? really like it. I love it. I like Flume is very cool. And <laughs> aesthetically, man, for for Hi This Is Flume, he did an entire visualizer that's like this amazing video thing that he made. Yeah. It's so sick. It is like, one of the coolest things you will see. How it many albums so does cool. he have? Three. Oh, okay. Because I was like, dang, least favorite? Yeah, I think right. you're right. I think I possibly discounted how much SoundCloud artists make tracks that are not that don't end up in albums or EPs, and that yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, he's like one of the few that actually commits to albums. You know, right? Like, and you you get so many of these uh, these artists that I used to talk about all the time that never had an album to their name, and now just because of the way my life has turned out, I'm an albums guy once again, which takes me off the table for a whole ton of flume tracks that now I probably just won't get around to listening to because X, Y, you know what I mean? Just like categorically, I only had that frame of reference. Mm -hmm. You, you definitely need to go and watch some of his videos too, though. Like, He's, Aesthetically, dude, he's I just like this tall him. guy in Australia that <laughs> doesn't try to look like anything but himself. And he's just cool. I, I do. like. Yeah. Him. And I, I don't, I really don't want to like, 
harp on the Vic Mensa thing too much because <laughs> dude, you have brought up Vic Mensa. I like know eight times. every time I've spoken. So I, I just want to say, like, all that aside, it is a really enjoyable Future Bass album, and I don't even really categorically like Future Bass because I view it as the sellout version of Dubstep. I hardly even classify this as Future Bass as you know it. Really, it's it's loosely Future Bass. What would and, you classify this as? No genre. No genre. Paul and Core. Get out of no, here. No, no, no. But, but honestly, <laughs> honestly, here's the thing about Flume. Both times with his self-titled album back in 2012 and then Skin in 2016, both times he was literally doing something on the fringes of the current genres. Both times. I mean, and by 2015... We were starting to see Future Bass. That's what I'm saying. This album yeah. is not a pure Future Bass album. This is not Future Bassy in all the common themes that Future not, Bass not has. Not in the top 40 way. All the time. Okay, a, yeah. a Flume song comes on, I can tell you it's Flume. I'm like, that's Flume. Here's the thing about For Flume. For sure. Here's the thing about Flume. He has this twinge to it that's like, I don't want to use the word dark, but it's like mm. uncomfortable. Yeah, like, like, like that it, new it song Aaron feel... was playing all summer where it, it just feels like metal just slowly scraping and it's just super amber. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like like Flume and, and on skin as well. Like it doesn't just feel like straight happy pop. It feels like it's got tension to it and stuff like that. Like it has like substance, whereas Future Bass, unfortunately, oftentimes is just minimized to like happy synths. And that's I don't Happy just feel like and and fun fully. They're, and they're, a they're, cute marshmallow helmet. <laughs> and I Are do. You guys making fun of that Dylan Tall Chief tutorial? That's now, a great video. Now let me no, just say though, I, I love Future Bass, and I have for a long, long time. I'm not trying to crap talk the the genre. I actually love it. But what I'm saying is, Flume, in my opinion, and maybe it's just my personal context again, but like he's been a trendsetter. Like a legit trendsetter. And this album is one of the best examples, in my personal opinion, it is one of the best examples of electronic fusing with pop that I can possibly think of in album format. Mm. Mm. That's a good claim. Mm. 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 I mean, Eden, Eden's was better. No Future's better. That's a little different because he's not full on EDM. Like you don't call, yeah. you don't call Eden EDM. It is much more of an alternative. Okay, I'll sit on that one a little bit. Because Eden Project was yeah. very EDM-y. But when he literally renamed himself, like he pulled out of SoundCloud for a while and then yeah. came back as Eden. I, Man, I am missing out on a lot of great SoundCloud stuff these days. That's what this conversation is making me realize. <laughs> as an art form... Go and spin it. It's a good album. You play it's true. Piano. You don't work the piano. Why? Vince Staples' song was killer. Don't even... I just don't Freaking I don't like love it. that song. I don't like like I think Vince Staples <laughs> sounds best over like those nasty California beats. Hey, you know that like Big Fish Theory? Yeah, right. The song Boy, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Flume. Flume did that instrumental. Okay, yeah, right's good. But <laughs> come on. But, oh my I god. Think, I think that yeah, right <laughs> just like, like aligns more <laughs> with Vince's sound. Like the it, it, I, maybe it's a mixing thing. Like, he just sounds like he's sitting on top of the sense. Like, he, it, he doesn't sound like he's part of it. Uh, that's, I, yeah. Well, yeah it's stop making me talk about what I, I don't love, like I about the it. album. I like the album. Music, music <laughs> philosophy. Music philosophy. 
Um, I think is the know, internet a religion? <laughs> <laughs> Are people leaving God behind and worshiping the internet? Well, is the, God the, supernatural? The, the thing about that, the thing I have to say about that is, okay, no, uh, music <laughs> philosophy. <laughs> you are about to go full boomer, bro. <laughs> music philosophy. Uh, here's the here's the deal. I I like what Logan just said. What role does religion play in modern... No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. no. I was about to say, I was like, are we really? No, no, no. no, no. Oh, boy. Nitwick really jumped the shark on this one. No, no, no. No, no, no. What role does SoundCloud play going forward? Oh, boy. Like SoundCloud type. Literal web platform. SoundCloud. Like literal SoundCloud. SoundCloud has kind of become music MySpace, and it's, it's... it has the same trajectory. Oh, I don't know. It's not even It's not even. I'd say it's more relevant than MySpace. Like, <laughs> I, I would unless, wow. Like unless you're in the music world, like wanting to be in the industry. If you're just a listener, then you have Spotify. You never leave Spotify unless you want to watch we, the music video. What are you talking about? I, like I every no. I'm I'm with every Damon. trap rapper starts on soundcloud they have yeah, for when? years and they still when? do no i don't think that's what, true anymore tekka, uh oh, you, you love tekka though you love tekka well i mean tekka is kind of a meme <laughs> I'm kidding. but like but but notwithstanding there are so many artists that still exclusively post to soundcloud that's where they get big you go to their spotify but these are the artists that have a top 40 single you go to their spotify page and they have three songs they have a top 40 single, but it's the one that got I, so big that it managed to cross over from SoundCloud to Spotify. That, that How dare you happening. call it irrelevant? My thing about SoundCloud at this point is like relevancy in comparison. Yes, it's way down in comparison. No, it, it is. <laughs> no. It, no, no, it is. Oh. it is. Hang on, hang on. Logan, okay. I'm batting on your team because I am so bad, team bro. SoundCloud. Yeah, we, we just but stole you Logan's baby. Say, you cannot say it is near as influential as it was in 2012. I'm yeah. sorry. I can. No. That's, that's Logan, where everybody's coming from. Logan, I am. No, no, no. I am team SoundCloud. What are they I'm coming from? You. Bandcamp? They're coming from. I wish. They're coming from not SoundCloud. <laughs> what? Datpiff? YouTube. They're coming think- from like, like literally. Here's the thing. Back in the day, SoundCloud, what the reason it caught on so much. Yeah. It was the perfect storm of kids in junior high wanting to look for a cool genre to break away from dad's ipod they'd maybe listen to metal a little bit too much just like almost all of us right it happens uh, almost every dubstep head used to be a metal head almost everyone if Go by metal head you mean i would listen to master of puppets on repeat then yes yes that's exactly what i mean well a, a is that metal head, head. D- dad's <laughs> ipod metal head dad's ipod metal head <laughs> Okay, but here's the deal. That's a new term. It was the perfect. It was the perfect storm of all these junior high kids looking for a cool new hard genre, mm. and then all of a sudden everybody had phones and iPods, and then all of a sudden SoundCloud became the. If you saw SoundCloud on somebody's phone, you're like, oh, bro, yo, you, yeah, you, you know, we had tunes, yeah, you know, we had that yeah. favorites bar exactly. that always was. Yes. You could turn up to SoundCloud favorites, and that's my thing is that time period. So many artists blew up because of all the junior high kids. 
literally mm. literally i have seen it happen i have watched it happen <laughs> multiple times spawn of junior high literally the multiple very times. bowels of existence mm. i'm talking dude i'm talking 21 pilots i was a 21 pilots fan before they blew up lucas graham you remember that song seven years old oh, mama yeah. said mm-hmm. i was listening to him before they blew up all right Bloom. I was said listening mama to said with such authority. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, but like, my point is, SoundCloud was a freaking force it was in the, a, it was in a the early 2010s. No, it was, it's, it was a community. And now at this point, it's not irrelevant. It's not irrelevant. But it is nowhere near the force it was. Yeah, I don't think it's anywhere. Anywhere. I, I don't think it can touch, even touch it, what it used to be anymore. Like, I think... What's happened, especially recently, is literally like everybody, not everybody, everybody, but most people on the internet have just consolidated their into a few websites that they frequently visit. They're on Facebook, you know, they're on Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and they rarely, rarely leave, let alone make an account on another website that they regularly visit as much as the others. And I think that is the biggest thing that happened with SoundCloud. Sure, it exists, and sure, there's an audience that still logs in regularly, but for the, like, it just doesn't have the sheer numbers it used to. Because oh. back in the day, everybody had a SoundCloud. I had a SoundCloud. Yeah, oh, like, I, it was, I still have it downloaded. Yeah. Almost, almost everybody at this point, not all, almost everybody that uses SoundCloud now uses it nostalgically. Even the artists. Lewis the child, okay, absolutely loved them. They were like really, they were really in on that future base scene early. Those guys are early. They're heavyweights in that scene. They still upload everything to SoundCloud, but I swear to you, they do it nostalgically. Like they do not have a big following on SoundCloud anymore, anyway. But it's like everybody does the SoundCloud throwbacks. That's my. That's what it feels like to me. I just don't think it's the premiere intro to the music industry once was. not not only do i not like that ethically i also don't think it's totally true i still think soundcloud has such a bevy of tastemakers on it that even even if we can make the jump that there are less active users on soundcloud which sure i just i don't know the usage stats so that could be the case SoundCloud is still such a massive tastemaker for what will even become popular on Spotify and all these alternative I think streaming. That I, may I, be I do true. agree with you. I, I, mean, I agree with you, and I never. I I hope I never said anything super against that. I know I said people use it nostalgically, but what I'm trying to say here is it's not what it was. That's all I'm trying it, to it's say. It's not the same, and I I also don't like that ethically because I think SoundCloud. For all its horrific organization and monetization strategies, which it's bad. Spot SoundCloud, if one thing, is a very poorly managed company relative to even Spotify, who's still hemorrhaging money anyway, proving that music streaming is just not a profitable business. Um, SoundCloud is kind of mismanaged. And so there's not really a way to listen to SoundCloud in as pleasant of a manner as Spotify, because you will be bombarded with comments terrible recommended track suggestions uh all the little soundcloudisms like unicode characters in the name that spotify just straight up prohibits for very good reason well except for those few rare suggestions 
Um, like they, they shan't like be found SoundCloud, again. SoundCloud is a crappy listening experience, but ethically, what it represents is so important, and it's something that we've really lost with Spotify, which is the idea that anybody can post music and have anybody listen to it and treat it equally. It's kind of like the lie of Twitter. You know, you know, there are always people in like politicians' comment sections, and they're like, "Hey." screw you politician he's like i love my wife and they're like yeah you make me so mad like they reply to it like it's not some social media intern right and and that's and that's the lie of twitter but on soundcloud it was the case you know everybody democratically had a shot on soundcloud and spotify you know they're doing a little bit better now uh, what was Spotify for artists and at least DistroKid and CD Baby make it relatively easy to enter that game. But it's not truly democratic because you're still paying to have somebody introduce you to the big guy and say, all right, you can come play with us. And losing losing that, I think, is a huge blow to independent music. I I agree. I, 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 will, I will forever be a SoundCloud boy. I love the concept of SoundCloud. I'm just saying at this point, it doesn't feel the same is all I'm trying to say. It doesn't think, feel the same, but I still yeah. love it. I love the concept of it. Dude, I was the biggest SoundCloud lover back in that day, dude. Yeah. Freaking obsessed with SoundCloud. I loved it. No, I agree. I had a favorites list that was like thousands strong. Yeah. And, and SoundCloud really screwed the pooch on this one. Because their advertisements <laughs> are way worse than Spotify's. Their Go platform really Dude, doesn't SoundCloud, offer that much. SoundCloud, SoundCloud Go ads. sucks. It they sucks. give you 20 seconds of the song, and then they're like, now you got to pay to listen to the rest of the song. It was horrifying the way that they tried to monetize SoundCloud. And it's no re- wonder that <laughs> Chance the Rapper bought it and then immediately regretted it. Um, Chance the Rapper bought SoundCloud? At one point, he bailed out SoundCloud. <laughs> Like just straight up. <laughs> I, I didn't and, know but, this. But keep in mind, keep in mind what SoundCloud did was apply important pressure to Spotify and other streaming platforms because Spotify would look at Chance the Rapper. This is what happened to him specifically, and they'd say, "We will not host Acid Rap, your previous mixtape, because we only accept big label music, right?" And and what SoundCloud did is say, "All right, well, we're gonna take all your streams then." Even though Spotify, just from a UI perspective, is a much more pleasant listening experience. And so SoundCloud applied that pressure. So if SoundCloud dies and it keeps dying because, you know, it's just mismanaged, I think we're really going to lose a lot of that leverage that independent music used to have on the major streaming sites. I think sites. it's already yeah. happening because, I mean, think of how many new artists have come out in the, like, the last 10 years or I guess not in the last 10 well, years. Well, ones like that I don't early, hate. <laughs> early 2010s that are like notably popular like lord skrillex you know flume just several you know very electronically influenced artists and like in the past year and a half like who is really as big as them so soon you know like billy eilish is pretty popular but that i mean she's been around for like three years and i just don't think there's as much like i just don't think there's nearly as many new artists becoming popular just in general like i think there just aren't like i almost yeah i, I almost want to say it's almost becoming impossible not impossible but it already was difficult to be made you know so- soundcloud, and now that soundcloud by nature is, 
somewhat prioritize new artists new sounds yes just, spotify just by what not. it is Spo- i agree spotify I get, is I much get the more who circular every freaking day dude yeah no i, like, I, yeah. I, I do hear that it's like it's, listen to selena gomez's new track instead of like on soundcloud it was like 40 new rappers yeah, i'd never yeah. soundcloud yeah. was like a beautiful catalyst that just boom happened and yeah. now it feels like it's just, kind of yeah, fizzled. no no website is really promoting new artists well right Bandcamp. Uh, yeah, yeah no it's, no it's, Bandcamp's it doing their due diligence yeah i, I, really I, I agree that they are but Bandcamp is also has this alternate <sighs> priority where it's like give me money because i need it i'm a starving artist uh, that, no mm, you know what if you want to break into Bandcamp's monetization model right now we can break into that isn't no, it isn't it can don't, talk isn't about it that. pay what you think it's worth isn't it donation so based? artists choose the price for their music and they can do custom releases like you can buy vinyls and tapes made by the artist and their label off of Bandcamp. And so basically you can go full Radiohead. You can say, pay what you want for this album. Bandcamp will just give you all the f- the files for free. Great choice. And then the and then you can pay a small nominal fee for Bandcamp to hold the files and grant you access to them so you can treat it like a Spotify perfect model in my mind because they're, you're yeah, only no, paying for the electricity. It, it, but it is. You're right. Not everybody, but a lot of, I mean, every time I've ran into Bandcamp, it has been less about discovery and more about, oh, this is an obscure piece that I love. And, and there is a paywall often between me and listening. to. Well, it. no, because Bandcamp, uh, they recently made the terrible decision, like as of two years ago to like limit the amount of times you could stream songs, but their whole model up front. And I, hopefully they're going back to this is like, you can listen to a song and an album as many times as you want. But if you want to own it, that's when you need to cross the name your price. And because artists can set their own price, I can release like a four hour album and charge two bucks for it. If I really feel like it's yeah, worth no, I mean, bucks. I think yeah. it's a good thing, but I don't think it has the because like YouTube for that matter, YouTube is starting to crumble because of advertising and other poor. I don't know if I buy the meme that YouTube's <sighs> crumbling. People have been saying that for Dude, the better part of two decades. Here's a piece of philosophy. YouTube makes me so angry. Here's a piece of philosophy. Is TikTok the future of new music introduction? I think we had a full... We, uh, did, we did, but, it, we, but I mean, I, in in modern context, you know... I think it is. Yeah, I think yeah. that's where... Yeah. yeah. No, it's going to be a part of it, but I just... I want to have a memory of the SoundCloud ethic, like what that was. <laughs> Because now, nostalgia. I mean, nostalgia. I go on SoundCloud now. You know what? Yeah, screw it. It's partially nostalgia, <laughs> but I think it did a really good thing for its time. Oh, no. I'm not, dude, I'm not trying to. I am like, absolutely behind I agree. It. I thought what I'm not trying to just say this as an insult to SoundCloud. Yeah. Like, well, I, and, and I agree. I, it was great, I but think it's just it not. It is a crying shame that it's trying to become Spotify. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Absolutely, dude. Oh man, I got me bummed out. Yeah. Hey, let's yeah. uh, let's pat ourselves on the back for talking about music. <laughs> like, that was rare. Yeah. <laughs> that was rare. Album and philosophy. There you go. I was worried it was going to be music religion for a second. There. You guys hear about that band? Uh, not death. What's the one with the guy that like he dresses up in a skull mask and he calls himself like the ghost, Pope? Ghost. ghost. Yeah. I got into Ghost recently. Man, what fun is that? He's into Ghost Wait, so you're much. Into, you're into Ghost. You didn't even know his <laughs> yeah. other name. He's so into Ghost that he doesn't know who. Well, what's well, that, no, what's that skeleton a, dude that calls himself the Pope? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. You know what? The fact that I know that about yeah, them, that's fair. That's that, true. But that's not See, obvious. But I also knew that. That's I a unique identifier that. that will work in Google. Yeah. 
skeleton boy that thinks he's <laughs> yeah, the have you ever have you ever seen that like the difference between google and bing and somebody on bing typed like that sitcom with the nerds and like it, it pulled up like a whole bunch of literal sitcoms starring nerds and then like google they google the sitcom with the nerds and it's like big, big bang. bang theory <laughs> dude yeah. uh quick side note um <clears throat> An unnamed person that we all know at work yeah. uh, was defending Bing this week. <laughs> one of our coworkers, oh. one of our oh, coworkers, no. started calling him the Bing King. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. <laughs> oh, man. oh boy, the Bing King! All right, all right, all right. On basing a chag, Nitwick presents. I am going to offer you some sound advice I'm here ready, today, dude. Tell me what's up. It's all about gimmicks. It's all about gimmicks. Starting a timer until somebody says the words Oliver Tree. <laughs> no, no, no. Oliver. <laughs> literally. Literally. If, hey, if you can SoundCloud, employ though. The, SoundCloud, though. The, the Zoomers go nuts for gimmicks. If you know what you've been stick bugged lol means and you're an artist, oh, you man. better be exploiting what? that. What is you that? don't know that, and just keep it that way. Okay. It's a watered-down Rickroll that sucks, but the Zoomers <laughs> think it's hilarious. Um. The Zoomers literally discovered why the Rickroll was funny, not ironically. That's what... The Rickroll is still funny! Yeah, I, did you guys see how uh, the sad Rick version? Astley got Rickrolled on Reddit recently? No. And it made, like, the New York Times? <laughs> of course it did. No, 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 but, like, literally, I think, you know, a lot of... A lot of the even like the, the very young zoomers like right now in junior high they understand the rick roll but they don't understand why the rick roll is funny they understand the aesthetic of the rick roll they don't understand that the rick roll was they, they've never been organically for real rick roll do you know hey rick roll is on Fortnite, man and and <laughs> it oh. really is oh my goodness <laughs> yeah they're I, I I think it's the opposite. I think they understand why it's funny, but they don't understand that it was already funny. Like they think they invented it. <laughs> they literally yeah. think they invented it. Oh, this is this is among the most boomer this podcast <laughs> has ever sounded. Honestly, hey, I'm saying as a zoomer, I've never legitimately been rickrolled. See, that's really? what I mean. Really? That's wow. what I mean. They don't understand. You know, it's like. Starcraft 2 crack key gen and you're like yes yes click click and click and then and then you know you get rich I literally got I am legend 2 I did I was like I am legend 2 I that was a real you story know, you know so now this you've been stick bugged lol okay you haven't been rickrolled but have you been stick bugged lolled I don't even know what that yeah, is yeah it literally is the rickroll I, I think I'm in the generation too old for that and too young for Rick Rolls. Dude, you guys need to get off Facebook. <sighs> Holy cow. No, you don't learn about stick. You got stick. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Did you get off whatever you just on. It was Facebook? You don't learn that on Facebook. You just assume it was Facebook? <laughs> I assume it's this Facebook. This is not Facebook. I don't know where any of this happened. I don't know Facebook? who's more boomer. Us using Facebook or him thinking that we found that on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook <laughs> is literally 90% boomers now. Don't, <laughs> tell me, don't tell me that you guys are actively using TikTok. I mean, it's one thing to promote the show, it, but there are some lines 
lines that should not be crossed. Look, yeah. Look fair, fair. I, I have a TikTok account. Okay, uh, we all do, and we all promote the show. We got a Nitwick TikTok account. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Wait, we this don't, is why we don't. This is we, why, like, we actually don't. But who wants to start I, the Nitwick? I, yes, I fundamentally uh, understand that no, I am in the paradoxical position it? of wanting uh, people to listen to me, but also not wanting to ever promote anything ever Kay, because I hate no. all the platforms. Okay, I love Logan, but not right now. Who is going to be managing the Nitwick <laughs> TikTok? I think Cody first, all right, all right. Wait, first TikTok video should be Damon's Tenet review. I am so sorry. I think my microphone on my phone is literally broken because I turned it on and it was just static. I've been waiting, so, dude. Yeah, I, yeah. I've, been waiting. I've been thinking about it all week. We've been, been anxiously. Hey, grab dad's iPod. It has a microphone on it. Uh, I, just no, record I, it real any quick. earbud at all. Wasn't <laughs> yeah. starting a Reddit enough? No, we need TikTok. Uh, Reddit, hey. Reddit you got to elevate lame. your mental. All I'm, saying, your mental. all I'm saying is Reddit is for lame nerds, all right? TikTok is what all the cool kids are doing. <laughs> See, TikTok right? is where all the cool trap artists are, See, bro. bro. Not yeah. going to lie, you had me in the first half. <laughs> here, 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 at, here at Basing a Chag, we understand it is all about the gimmick. And, and we're going to take our own advice. Nitwick on TikTok Keep your eyes peeled. We are basing oh. a chag up Please in here. Please tell me there's more to this this gimmick thing. I want. I By want, the way, no, there's, there's really not. Literally there's really no not. money to be made in TikTok. Like if if you if you have a good enough gimmick, you will be rewarded. That's just how it is. Here's the I uh, I do not want to presuppose that this is even anything new though. Like you say, like the Zoomers love gimmicks. Let's be honest. Everything's been a gimmick since the dawn of time. Uh, it's all a gimmick. Yeah. You know, Michelangelo's gimmick was that he put satanic imagery into the Sistine Chapel, and now we're all still talking about it years later. Oh, that's a little gotcha right there. The future TikToker, you know? Like, like are we ever going to pretend? Like, if they're obviously. Michelangelo were a lie. No, 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 no. For literally, Logan, like, Logan, uh, okay, Logan, I think wait, the wait, Oliver wait, wait. Tree gimmick is a wait, stupid gimmick, Logan, but here's Logan, the deal. Logan. There needs Logan. to be a hook. Look, Logan. <laughs> Logan. What? All right. Father Josh Misty might agree with what you That's just said. That's my screen name now. That it's all <laughs> that it's all a gimmick. He he probably does agree with you, Doctor Josh Misty. But then here, that should, that's here's it. the thing. Here's the thing. It might all be a gimmick, but that does not discredit that this is probably the best advice Nitwick has ever given to to the starving artist. I, the gimmick. Uh, Perfect the gimmick. All I'm saying is Present if, somebody, the gimmick. if somebody were to come out focusing their music on like Star Wars episode two and three. Get out of here. No. Get out would, of here. I love those successful. movies. Get they would be here. successful. You That's actually think that somebody making a Star Wars episode two album would be successful? I, I am confident. Look, I would like to see it at the very least. <laughs> I, oh, dude, dude. All I'm saying is that is so popular right now. Literally so Look, like it just hits true. It just hits so perfectly in my if generation. Sell just, out the man yes. can make Weird Al serious. Okay, come on. Sell long out the man to make a song. Portugal the man makes one really good song that is perfectly consistent with their discography. <laughs> and then everybody's like, Oh, sell out the man. <laughs> oh, you're not so even gonna interface <laughs> with this argument? Freaking okay. screw that. We gotta move on. Uh, th that's that's my input on chasing bag, make a Star like, Wars episode. <laughs> he, he's with us though Next time He's with on. us with the gimmicks yeah. That's a gimmick yeah, that Perfect is, the gimmick just, There is such an audience Sell for that. the gimmick <laughs> Do go full send On your gimmick oh, Sell out the man Alright alright all I don't right. know enough About Portugal don't, the man don't To get know me if Felix still is Music, music All you need to know Is he was successful 
Music news. <laughs> he did well, and therefore it's sell out the man. Yep. Music news. A it's more than okay. For the record, for the record, Portugal the man. People called them sell out the man, not me. I personally don't feel this way. They adopted it. <laughs> they adopted sell out. Yeah, the man. I've heard. They that. sold shirts at the at the what is that Woodstock tour. Their T-shirt said, I liked Portugal the man before they were cool. Yeah. And then the back said, sell out the man. Yeah, like, it says a lot about their fan base, doesn't it? Yeah, okay. but it, it's one thing when you like go up to your friends and you're like, I'm so stupid. And then your friends are like, yeah, you are stupid. <laughs> I hate you. I hate it when people, when people agree with me when I'm being like... Mean, as yeah. a joke. Like, yeah, I'm clearly, myself. I'm fishing uh-huh. for a compliment here. Yeah. You know, like, oh, you're cool, buddy, you know? All right, all right. Music news. <laughs> Such a girl. Speed round. Who among us heard something about news this week? Morgan Freeman disc six nine. <laughs> I, I think did that was see that. last week. <laughs> that, that's last week, but it's still hot off the press, in my opinion. It's hot off the press. <laughs> I can't even imagine that the news cycle. Like, why are we still paying attention to six nine? Can he go back to making like weird, really friggin' hard anime rap? What is that album with the rainbows that Fantano just reviewed like a month ago? The rainbows. Yeah. Did six nine release an album? Yeah, he has a new one out that's a friggin' whatever. Like, post-prison. Yeah. Yeah, he's released a new album. Yeah, okay, I didn't know that. uh... Not as funny as any of his (laughs) previous work. Like... like, yeah, the opening track is, like, this emotional thing about, like, I thought I could trust all those people, but then they turned on me, so the least I could do was turn on them. And, you know, the, like, ah ah uh-huh. I'm a snitch now type thing. Like, he, I don't know. He's just leaning into it. And the first track hey. is, like, gunning for you emotionally, Gimmick. and then the rest is just, like, meme rap. <laughs> he's a sellout. Oh, he, man. he gimmicked that being a snitch. And he he was he, gimm- he gimmicked prison. What can he we say? Yeah, he, did. I, he, he gimmicked life itself. I am not nearly <laughs> enough into the rap game to really care about whether somebody's a snitch or not. Yeah, like, no, I, I'm not, I don't care. I'm just saying he used that to his. Well, know, the, the man is a, the man is a living gimmick. You know, you know, he to- makes Oliver Tree look like Rush. If we're talking about prison <laughs> and gimmick and rapping, go talk to Rick Ross about it. Yeah, he, Rick Ross, he's got a mouthful to say about it. Yeah, <laughs> we've we've got a mouthful to say about Rick Ross. You ain't real. Ain't, <laughs> ain't no up. mercy. <laughs> ain't no mercy. Ain't no, uh, uh, Morgan ain't. Freeman dissing on six nine. That's I think I that's just, sufficient why, for why the week. Why do we like even? I don't. I think I'm over the six nine meme now. Like it was good while it's lasted. I'll always look on it with fond memories. But dude, shut up. I remember yeah. you coming to work though, and you just had that picture of him in the goggles, and you were just you couldn't. You <laughs> just couldn't. So you just couldn't. You remember when we wrote free Takashi on the Weber? Yep. It I- is still <laughs> freaking there. It's still there. It's still there. Now, granted, one time Alan came in and erased half of it, but half of it is still there. <laughs> it says free. It says like for. <laughs> it's still there though all Dude, right nobody has used that whiteboard since we- <laughs> all right literally all right bop of the week let's hear it all right i'm about to embarrass myself um because i don't know how to pronounce their name that is embarrassing yep it is i'm a suit uh okay i'm just gonna go for it it might be hotelier but i think it's it's like hotelier <laughs> But hotelier, hotelier, but hotelier sounds horrible. But then hotelier sounds horrible too. 
but it's H O T E L I E R. Yeah, so, that's what I figured. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, the the band is called the Hotelier Hotelier. However, the heck you want to say it. <laughs> and this is a predicament. <laughs> anyways, the song is called an introduction to the album, and the album is called Home Like No Places There. It's a Midwest emo album. I've been get. I've still going strong on that Midwest emo, dude. I'm just searching for new albums always. I love it, love it, love it, love it. And anyways, this song just has like this intro where it's like not bagpipes, not accordions, but it feels like bab- bagpipes and accordions. And then all of a sudden he just comes in and he's like, and he just sings so strong. And I'm like, every time I hear it, it just like revitalizes my Midwest emo love. They're so, so surprisingly creative with the instrumentation, those dude, emo kids. They are, really are. Yeah. And so anyway, this song, the album is also really good, but the, the first song and introduction to the album, I guarantee, even if you don't like Midwest emo, like listening to that song, the way it just comes in, you will be like, mm. Mm. no matter who you are, it's good. Nice. So anyways, yeah. that's been the song I've listened to this week. It's really good. <laughs> cool. The playlist quality is pretty good this season. I'm not gonna even front about yeah. that. Yeah, I'm not is. gonna front either. Good, good turnout for the Sleepy Cast. <laughs> um, I thought it was all gonna be like Elliot Smith and John Mayer and Dorito. We, we have a double dip on Elliot Smith. We though. do have a double dip. We're basically like Jake with Flume right now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Shameless. Own it, dude. Yeah. Just own it. Own that gimmick. That's a gimmick. <laughs> Just gonna pick an Oliver Francis album every week. I didn't know this was on the table. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. This week, uh, another artist that's just been dawning on the horizon for me for a while is my mm-hmm. bloody valentine and uh finally gave him a not shot. to be confused with the films <laughs> with the pickaxe <laughs> not to be confused with bullet for my valentine <laughs> or the crossover band camp experience bullet for my bloody valentine oh wow curious yeah cool sorry uh, very very Kevin shields <laughs> yeah I, I have no idea what you're talking about but uh <laughs> i don't know uh they're just another pitchfork perfect 10 receiver <laughs> which i mean i'm not i'm not saying i trust every word pitchfork ever says but Pee on apple I, yeah i haven't listened to that album but <laughs> I look, cutters. i've <laughs> looked at all their albums that they've given a 10 and legitimately there are so many on there i'm like like this was already a 10 to me like they have pixies the smiths de la soul a tribe called quest bjork like just all artists that i already am super fond of so like i'm not I'm not going to go on every day and see, you know, ooh, who they review, who they recommend. But as far as their 10 albums go, like, I think they are legit albums to And extent. another one joins the Radiohead radius. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I have long, at, at worry of offending you personally, thought that your taste was a very pitchfork core. Yeah, I did. Um, I It was unintentional until, like, it was a backwards pitchfork core. But, like, yeah. By the way... Like, I have a sizzling hot Bjork take, but I don't want to say it on air, so I'll tell All you right. after. But <laughs> it's sexist. No, heck no, dude. Come on, no. no, it has nothing you to do with it. You said sizzling hot. But, yeah, no, I do agree with the pitch There's for There's only one thing core. sizzling in this political climate. There's only one. Oh, yeah, man. the earth, global warming. <laughs> yep. Sorry. Nailed anyway. It. Yeah, it. no, I do agree with pitchfork core. But it legitimately, like, it wasn't until this week or, like, last where I was like, oh, dang. Like, I already like all these guys, and I didn't realize they all got tense. But anyway, uh, Soon by My Bloody Valentine on Loveless. Oh, yeah. Mm, nice. A good song. Love female vocals that just kind of, like, drone over the top with just really heavy instrumental. 
Nice. Like the Pixies and uh, Breeders. So. Yeah, no, I like stuff like that, too. Yep. All right. Shoegaze is a neat genre, and My Bloody Valentine is like the de facto introduction to them. And in defense of Pitchfork Core, if you had to listen to the top 50 best-selling albums of all time, or listen to the top 50 Pitchfork albums of all time, I would much rather that you listen to the top 50 Pitchfork albums of all time. Like this. I- I'm glad that, that I know that now. Yeah. Like, I'm glad that I can now feel good about listening well, to it. Well, okay. Let me at least qualify that. What a relief. Let me qualify that so that way it doesn't just sound like elitism, even though it partially is. It's just that with Pitchfork, they at least try to spread out the type of stuff that you listen to. So, you know... Even though I don't like fetch the bolt cutters, it is at least a pretty unique experience compared to your average top 40, right? And so, you know, as much as we hate on the rate your music core, like, you know, the Rolling Stones, or if you listen to all the albums that they recommend, you would have a pretty good breadth yeah, of no, music like, knowledge. That's why I'm like, I'm not, I'm going in, like, I'm literally just crossing off every 10 from Pitchfork right now because I'm expecting just a good, enjoyable album you know that's yeah. all i'm ex- and that's what i'm getting like that is totally yeah. what i'm and, getting and they and all are like for the most part with music that's generally what i want that yo, you know th- just to just to say that was a very good explanation and i'm that was great okay good totally valid absolutely agree. all right cool i'm gonna stop myself my, there then before i take any <laughs> my uh, my i have a confession to make just real quick my bop of the week I did find through Rate Your Music. There you go. Mm. All right. There was a Midwest emo collection that I found. Well, but, but Jake, like, I mean, you have to get curated Midwest emo somehow, right? You do. You, you know? You, I just, I didn't choose Rate Your Music because it was Rate Your Music. I just was searching Midwest emo and it came up and I was like, okay, yeah. all right. The Rate Your right. Music charts, especially if you like, dis- if you think like, I'm into this genre now. The Rate Your Music charts are not a bad way to discover good albums in yeah. that genre. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Um, I'm very much not a genre listener either. Yeah. Like, it's just whoever's good and whoever looks neat on their album cover. Yeah. I, I would say that like the way that I approached it for a long time was I would see Fantano or Pitchfork give a really high review to something. If I liked the sound enough, I would start working down the genre for that song. So Shoegaze was one. So I listened to My Bloody Valentine. I was like, Loveless is dope. What else sounds like Loveless? And then you go to Shoegaze, top of all time, work down the top 50 for like a three months and it was all good. Mm. Anyway, except for a few things. I think Suvlaki is overrated if you ever encounter them. What's your, what's your bop, Logan? What is my bop? You've avoided this long enough. PS2, know, Oliver Squiggle. Come yeah, on. it's PS2 by Oliver Squiggle. <laughs> That's not a bad selection <laughs> it, would, it would not be a bad selection if it was, in fact, my selection, but I am also going to have to pile on to the shoegaze movement. Uh, I've been really bad about discovering music lately, so instead I have been returning to... Things that I never feel bad about listening to. And so this is by Palo, Blueprints for an Empty Vessel. It's an album that I've recommended a few times. Uh, the biggest sounding shoegaze album I've ever listened to. Somebody on, I got it through a 4chan random recommendation uh, after I posted a chart. And they were like, yeah, if you want to hear what it sounds like when the world is ending due to rainfall, but you miss your ex-girlfriend. Mm. Uh, Mm. absolutely apocalyptic sounding but still intimate at the same time so i'm going to recommend swell by palo off their last album forever blueprints for an empty vessel nice yeah uh mine i found myself 
on a night drive this week, got my homework done, and so I was like, you know what, let's just go and de- decompress the mind, and you know what came on? Death with Dignity, our boy, Sufjan oh Stevens. Top, mm. top three albums for me. Dude, Death with Dignity is a great track, and the album is even better. Carrie and Lowell gotta give that a spin if you haven't that's nah that's you don't want to think about your mom dying that's dang near a perfect album in my opinion like death literal dignity, dude that is just night drive oh yeah you're in a good place i mean it's a little bit of a sad place but more just reflective it's it's pretty nice oh, no that that nice. album's really rough for me Dude, I can't do it. I, I get it. I feel you. I get it. I can't do it all the time, but, but yeah, there just, is a vibe. And I, like, I will listen to power electronic songs about serial killers, but I just can't <laughs> with want, Carrie. Do you want to know what's interesting? It's funny that you picked that as your bot because I was thinking this week and I've always, ah, I don't know. I was thinking about my favorite album ever and Carrie and Lola is a literal, it might battle and credits. And that's credits by who? Eden. Mm. which is big time for me dude that's like years that's been my favorite you should, album. you should make a top 40 post it in the group chat yeah all right i'll do it yeah. one of these do days we're 40. gonna have two nitwicks with the exact same bop of the week it's like, true one of these days, our music yep. tastes overlap enough that will be you a, know what you know what we should all do we should all make moment. those 4chan nine by nines just like top nine albums yeah, no, let's do it all yeah, let's do it. I, I did but a nine might be too of, skinny no all of us got to do it now yep we'll do it. that's a commitment cody all right all right all right, Nimix, that's us this week. Thanks for joining, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Don't get the coronavirus. <laughs>